The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. All right, folks, we are talking about the home of Barbie and so much more. Mattel, uh, the stock bouncing around today, up as high as nearly 3%, lower fractionally as we speak. Actually pretty flat now. The home of Barbie, Hot Wheels, and as we said, so much more. Reported sales as well as adjusted earnings per share for the fourth quarter. Did miss the average analyst estimate, but adjusted gross margin for the year, it did beat the analyst estimate. Yeah, sales were up 16% in the fourth quarter. Let's get to it with Enon Kreis, chairman and CEO of Mattel. He joins us from El Segundo, California. Enon, good to see you. I got to tell you, sometimes when we interview you, I just expect like Will Ferrell to show up right there and it's not Enon Kreis, but we are happy to see you this afternoon. Um, how how are you doing? How is, you know, the, we, we heard from you guys yesterday, stock bouncing around a little bit. Sales were up, but a couple things did not come in line with analyst estimates. How are you thinking about the quarter and in the year? Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me again. It's always good to be here with you. Uh, it, it was a very strong fourth quarter for Mattel with double digit growth in top and bottom line with significant margin expansion. The year as a whole was a milestone year for the company. Uh, in addition to the incredible success of the Barbie movie, which we could not be more proud of, we extended our leadership in key toy categories and gained significant share overall and continue to strengthen our financial position. You know, we talked on the call about the fact that we generated over $700 million of free cash flow more than two and a half times of last year. We achieved an investment grade rating in the year. Our balance sheet is in the strongest we've had in years. And we just announced a $1 billion share repurchase program and believe we are in an excellent position to continue to execute our strategy. So what else do you do with that strong cash flow and all that money? Where else do you want to invest it? Investors love when you give it back, but where else can you kind of invest it back in the business? Well, in terms of capital allocation priorities, the number one uh, area that we focus on is organic growth. And we're looking to continue to invest in areas that can, uh, can create value and position the company for long-term su sustainable, profitable growth. We also look to maintain our investment grade rating and keep our leverage ratio between two to two and a half times debt to EBITDA. And of course, uh, there are M&A opportunities that we're looking to uh, uh, look at and consider. Uh, we'll be very disciplined. We will make sure that whatever we do is thoughtful, strategic, and accretive uh, to the company and continue to be in line with uh, our strategy for value creation. All right, Inan, you know us well. You say uh, M&A opportunities, <laughs> our ears perk up. So what might be some of those M&A opportunities? How are you thinking about it? Because who would have thunk maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that you guys would be creating content and creating a movie that was um, the highest in terms of gross billings for 2023? So here you are. So when you think about M&A opportunities, where do you go or where should we be thinking when it comes to you guys? Well, we can't be uh, too early to be, to be specific about opportunities. <laughs> well, you could, but... But, <laughs> but, but too early, too early. But as I said, you know, we, we have been very disciplined in the way we manage our balance sheet over the years. And, and we remain very thoughtful and very uh, uh, 
strategic about uh, any choice that we might make when it comes to uh, capital deployment and, and on M&A opportunities. That said, we have the capital, we have the strength, we have a very strong platform that is scalable, and we would look for opportunities that would accelerate our strategy without, uh, uh, without putting the company under uh, any, any risk uh, and make sure that it's accretive and strategic to the direction where we're heading. If we can follow, though, is it more akin to uh, an acquisition that gives you another toy to play with and build content off of it? Or is it more on the content creation side that you guys, in terms of M&A opportunities, Enon, might be most interested in? Too early to be specific. And it's not to say that we don't have exciting organic opportunities. You know, we have a, mm -hmm. a portfolio that's uh, proven itself within the toy side. And of course, now we have template and showcase for what we can do outside of the toy aisle. And you know, some of the important takeaways from, from the year was how our brands resonate outside of the toy aisle. And that is a key part of our strategy to be successful within the toy part of the company and continue to evolve and grow in entertainment. Uh, other verticals that are highly accretive and adjacent to the toy industry, but where we can create value uh, from, from organic growth. Hey, Enon, I, I want to talk a little bit about the 2024 outlook. We learned from you yesterday, and I think that some might say it's a little conservative because it calls for a third straight year of flat sales growth. How conservative are you being here? Well, we do expect the industry to be uh, uh, down in the year. And uh, in that uh, context, we expect to gain share and be ahead of the industry and continue the momentum that we have already uh, with very strong uh, gain, uh, uh, market share gain in 2023. Our priority for 2024 is on uh, growth in profitability, expanding our growth margin and generate uh, uh, strong cash flow. And this is something we've done uh, successfully um, uh, in, in 2023. We believe that we will grow in 2025, uh, both top and bottom line. And with the uh, with the strong market share gain and an overall strong performance, broad based broad based performance within the toy industry, we see uh, multiple drivers that will continue to uh, put the company on the front foot as we execute our strategy. You know, and I think though, you know, we, I guess we're all wondering, you know, you guys do get uh, a great vantage point when it comes to the consumer. I think a lot of us would say if we want to, you know, get something for one of our kids, like that is a priority. So in terms of consumer and consumption spending, what are you seeing? How would you describe the consumer from uh, your perspective? Well, the uh, what we what we saw in 2023 is uh, is a, a shift uh, in consumer spending uh, towards experiences and services. And we see it moderating. Uh, it will continue to moderate in 2024. And it, beyond 24, we believe uh, that uh, those trends will further improve and that the industry will return to growth and continue to grow over the long term. Uh, the toy industry as a whole has very strong fundamentals. Um, it's an important part of consumers' lives. It's a fundamental uh, uh, core human behavior. Uh, the toy aisle is a strategic lever for retailers. Mm -hmm. It's experiential. It drives food traffic. Items are affordable. And especially when it comes to quality product and trusted brands, uh, parents will always prioritize 
spending money on their children and 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 not, and cut on other things rather than um, uh, quality uh, toys for for their for their children. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. If you're just joining us, we're speaking right now to Enon Kreis, chairman and CEO of Mattel, joining us from El Segundo, California. Enon, I want to talk about specific brands and segments within Mattel's portfolio, specifically Fisher-Price. The brand had a great fourth quarter. Um, do you believe you can extend the momentum here? Do you expect to gain share when it comes to infant, toddler and preschool market this year? Yes, Fisher-Price did have a great quarter. It was up double digit. Uh, it was number one in the category and gained more share for the full year. Uh, within Fisher-Price, little people performed particularly uh, strongly and expanded uh, into adult collector line hmm. with some uh, great product for, for the uh, Super Bowl. So look out That's for that. Great. Okay, uh, what about when it comes to Hot Wheels? Wait, 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 oh, wait, go ahead. wait, wait. so wait, how, big, how much demand is there? Give us an idea. No, as you can imagine, of course, it's uh, in, in high demand and Lil People is such a great brand. And this is where we uh, touch culture. This is our expertise and, and, and something we do so well. You have a product that uh, is evergreen, but here you know, we have moments and opportunities to mm -hmm. touch societal moments like the Super Bowl and create a special well, offering for that. Is there a Taylor Swift, Little People? That's what we want to know. Anything is possible for little people. Just, uh, watch that space. All I know is my daughter likes to eat the little people, okay? Um, what about Hot Wheels? Because it reached $1.6 billion in gross billing for 2023, surpassing Barbie. Do you see Hot Wheels staying the number one brand for the foreseeable future? Yeah, Hot Wheels is uh, such an incredible brand. It's a huge canvas of ideas and innovation and product and opportunities Hot Wheels was up 16% in the quarter. Uh, for the full year, it was, sorry, 16% for the full year. Uh, and, and it was the sixth consecutive record year for the brand uh, it, after over 50 years of, of, uh, of existence. So it's been on a real, uh, uh, you know, real growth momentum. We gained almost 300 basis points in the category. Uh, we have by far the largest market share on, uh, on record. And, uh, and Hot Wheels continues to be the number one brand uh, globally in vehicles per Circana. Uh, in 24, we expect our vehicles category to grow, driven by Hot Wheels, and Hot Wheels will grow yet again, seven consecutive record year for the brand. And don't forget that we have a movie in development with uh, J.J. Abrams at Warner Brothers right. for Hot Wheels, and another movie, uh, a Matchbox movie with Skydance that produced uh, Mission Impossible and Top Gun. So uh, two of the most successful uh, filmmakers in Hollywood are working on two very exciting brands as part of our vehicles portfolio. How profitable is that area becoming for you? You know, we, we talk about Barbie, highest grossing film of 2023 generating, and I hope I have this number right, something like 1.4 billion or so, give or take a little bit. Um, 
what ultimately was the impact on Mattel's bottom line as a result of that movie? Uh, I, I'm just curious. Yes, we we uh, were happy to share that the Barbie movie generated for Mattel in 2023, just that, just 2023, $150 million of revenue and about $90 million of operating income uh, directly related uh, to the movie. This is box office plus uh, toys and consumer product directly associated with the movie. So uh, this is one brand, one movie in one year. And the reason we share that is to illustrate the potential that we can uh, uh, that we can generate out of our, our growing entertainment business. Right. And while we are not saying that every every movie will be the next Barbie, in the aggregate, this could become a meaningful part of our business, our entertainment offering that includes film, television, live events, consumer product and merchandise, digital music, um, location-based entertainment in the aggregate across our portfolio can be an important business for Mattel. Uh, and clearly we are on that path to, to capture that value. Uh, and the Barbie movie is really a, a, a showcase or a template to illustrate that. Well, it's a success story, right? I've got to imagine, you know, you talked about a couple of movies already based on Mattel um, products, toys, if you will, um, intellectual property, uh, whatever you want to call it. But I do wonder how many people were knocking on your door after the success of Barbie, where many would probably have thought it never could happen, and it did. Are a lot of studios, streaming, and what have you, knocking on your door about future col collaborations? Well, you can imagine uh, what uh, the movie did in terms of uh, uh, showing that our brands resonate mm -hmm. outside of the toy aisle. And this was something that was not obvious before, and clearly the Barbie movie showed uh, that with the right creative vision uh, with, with, when you work with the best filmmakers in the world, like Greta Gerwig or Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, uh, great things happen. And, and the, perhaps the biggest evolution for us as a company was to realize that people who buy our product are not just consumers, they are fans. Right. And well, in the aggregate, fans become an audience. And that's when you realize that you're actually speaking to an audience, it, that's where you see, that's when opportunity, opportunities open up and you can capture and create significant value in other, in other verticals. Hey, listen, 20 seconds last 25, is it gonna be a Barbie 2? Does Alan get a movie? Does Ken get a movie? You can make news right here with us. You know, we, we always said we're looking to create and build and develop film franchises. Uh, we're not talking specifically about Barbie, okay. but we have an incredible portfolio and we're looking to continue to excite and delight fans all over the world. I'm just going to say Barbie's a doctor, an astronaut, president. She can be a tentpole, you know, in terms of... Carol loved the movie franchise. in case you didn't know that by now. I think it's the second quarter in a row we've interviewed you, Enon, and she's talked about how much she loves I the movie. I bought Barbie, so. Barbie merchandise. You're not alone, Carol. Um, You're not alone. Thank you, Carol. Totally thank transparent. You, thank you. Enon, always be well. Um, appreciate it. Inan Kreis, he's Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of Mattel, joining us on Zoom from El Segundo, California. You're listening and watching Bloomberg Business Week. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? 
I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.